Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for January 26, 2020. And we are coming to you not live from Holy Family uh, Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Uh, and uh, we're we're on our third Sunday of Epiphany. This is our third Epiphany. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, Technically may, it is. May we have many more. Um but uh, uh, we've got a bunch of stuff to get into here today, so I'll I'll move right on over to uh, to our stump the priest uh, uh, section. Uh, today's word, as you know, uh, or if you've been following along, we'll start with a W, and that word or term, I should say, it's not a word, uh, okay. is we bookie. Oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe that was one of the original. Um, common prayer books. Yeah. Um, in England. Well, not just England, but it's it's more, more more designed for. If I were to say it's a wee bookie, it's a not. It's it's very specifically a part of that region, not necessarily like the Church of England, but for Scottish folks. Oh, okay. I'd forgotten that part. Yes, it's a wee bookie. Yeah, and. Yeah, it it doesn't re- <laughs> it doesn't re- refer to a uh, unheightened gambler, <laughs> a collector of, of your of your gambling. Debts. Right. Yes. Um, but to, <laughs> but literally to a small published volume. Oh, you want to place that kind of bet? That's down the street. That's yes. with the wee bookie. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we I'm did. the large bookie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a wee bit down the street, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, uh, it is a book. Uh, there are booklets printed for the Scottish non-juring Episcopalians that contained the liturgy of the table portion of the Eucharistic rite. The first, uh, which was in uh, 1722, reproduced that of the 1637 version of the Scottish Book of Common Prayer. Um, uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, little things that, that they talk about. It's a super long definition, <clears throat> but they do um, they do go in a little bit to uh, that in 1735, okay. a prayer of oblation, which we now offer unto thee, that part was in quotes, was inserted, and Bishop Thomas Rattray, 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 and is that South I'm, I'm not sure. Reconstruct, uh, re, his reconstruction of the ancient liturgy of the uh, Church of Jerusalem led to the invocation of the Holy Spirit upon the elements which mm-hmm. moved to a Western Syrian position following uh, the, oh my gosh, these words, uh, the <laughs> anemnesis? Anemesis. Anemesis. There you go. Rather than preceding the uh, institution narrative, uh, which was in uh, 1970, uh, 1755 <laughs> printing. Anyways, the, uh, the, the, uh, the wee bookie was abbreviated uh, and reworded, uh, that section was reworded to read that they may become the body and blood of thy most dearly beloved son. Um, and what was the other thing that was, nope, that's pretty much it. Um, it might it, be helpful if you, um, uh, say how it's spelled. W-E-E-B-O-O-K-I-E. So if people want to Google it, they can look it up quite yes. easily that way. The Wee Bookie. Uh, but uh, portions of uh, the the uh, the American uh, prayer book uh, ended up picking up on right on, on some of these. So quite um, yeah, the because part of the deal when our first 
bishop for um, the Episcopal Church was consecrated in Scotland was that he would bring he would advocate for their form of the Eucharistic prayer, and he was successful in advocating for that, and that put us into that um, Western Syrian school mm-hmm. of Eucharistic prayers, yeah. and we've been there ever since. There you go. It's, it's it, for for. For church historian nerds, uh, of which uh, I am probably not one, but you, I think, are a little bit more. Oh, a lot more. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, though, to see how portions of what we have mm-hmm. aren't just necessarily uh, thought up by some sort of council. And, right. like, and it's really like, you know what was really nice was that, you know... 300 year old uh, yeah man i missed that yeah. <laughs> it was really cool like oh really i've never yeah. heard that one well let's read it together yeah, yeah let's put that in the new one uh so it's it's all it's all kind of like this trickle down method of historical uh um, um prayer books and mm-hmm. prayers and uh oblations and traditions yeah, yeah yeah it's it's just uh it's chock full of that kind of stuff yeah so. and and it's interesting to see people even uh 300 years ago Trying to figure out what's what to keep and what to toss, right? Which is the same decision every Christian has to make about their own spiritual practices, right? Right, right. And sometimes when you toss it, it's uh, more laying aside. And yeah, you, yeah. Sometimes you come back to it later and like, eh, maybe I should. Maybe yeah, I should. You know what? I like that. I yeah. missed that. I, yeah. You know, that had more meaning to me than I thought it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a. It is. It is a. It more to show. I guess uh, the main reason why I think I picked it was it's more to show how uh, ever moving yeah. uh, this is and that it's not a stagnant right. it, it's our, our tradition is not based out of uh, uh, stagnancy it's not mm-hmm. it's not in like this is the way it's been done for hundreds and or maybe right. even a thousand We're years not, yeah this is it, it's it's a constant evolution and a constant uh, um, um, evaluation it, yeah, yeah and, and mm-hmm. it, it changes all the time and that's not to say that it's it was wrong before and now it's right. It's just, it's, we, we, we evolve through it. Yeah. Hopefully it's a better fit for right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so let's move over to the readings. Okay. Shall we? Yeah. Um, Isaiah chapter nine, verse one through four is the first one. <clears throat> it's a short and sweet one. And let's, uh, let's read that here. Uh, but there will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. Uh, But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen, excuse me, have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them, light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden, and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken, as on the day of Midian. So, um, there's a fair amount in here that, to modern reader, would be like, uh, skip over, (laughs) that doesn't mean anything to me, move on, move on. Um, I mean... As we've discussed uh, as during reading Isaiah, a lot of this is um, geared towards the uh, um, geared towards uh, Israel, the reunification, bringing people back home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, uh, 
this seems to be along the same line, but it seems like there's a fair a fair amount of historical context that would make more sense to the uh, original intended reader than to, to, to us. So what in in uh, in the former time he brought in, into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali or Naphtali, I've heard uh, as well. Um, what is is that just a region or is that re referring mm -hmm. to like an occurrence that the reader would have been like, oh yeah, I heard what happened to them. It, it's it is a region. It was part of the Assyrian Empire mm -hmm. um, in the uh, <clears throat> excuse me seven hundreds before Christ. So. It is a empire that fell. Mm, okay. And so people would realize, oh, okay, yeah, that's a place that is no longer under control and no longer called that, no longer under control of the Assyrians, no longer has an Assyrian name mm -hmm. because, and I'm not sure who first immediately took it, but Babylonians would have been the right. most recent conquerors. Yeah, the, 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 the good guess for the book of Isaiah is if they're talking about some sort of opposing power or, mm -hmm. or current nation, uh, they're talking about the Babylonians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they 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 took it all. It was it was a yeah. pretty vast empire. Uh, mm -hmm. I think our, our current uh, education system kind of glosses over that portion of historic history. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll have to catch that more in. Uh, in uh, um, you know, college studies, because uh, yeah. we, we have a tendency to do European history, and that's about it. And or like and a brief, recent like, history. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then a brief mention of like, oh yeah, there were other empires. Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, but uh, so so this is this is talking about um, um, yeah we we know what happened to these lands. They're they're gone. They're no longer there. Well, the lands are there, but not the rulers. Right. The, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so the rulers are gone, uh, but uh, in the latter time, he, I'm assuming that's God, uh, he's, is what, who he's talking about, mm -hmm. uh, uh, will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. So uh, we'll, we'll come back to a time when um, kind of order is restored, the, empire, the Babylonian Empire is, is receded or fallen, yeah. and, and, and uh, uh, things will... Yeah, Israel will once again. again rule itself. Mm -hmm. Now the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali that was that part of the original um, uh, oh. land of Israel, or is it or those neighbors, or how how did that go? I believe they were all um, in the in the territory that we would often call Israel. Okay. Um, I'm I'm a, a, a little unnerved by some of the language in verse three. Uh, when it talks about they rejoice uh, as you uh, before you as with joy at the harvest makes sense yeah the harvest uh, joyful time as people exalt when dividing plunder oh <laughs> a little less <laughs> are we supposed to be <laughs> rejoicing uh, during that during that well it's or was that just kind of like that's the way it is <laughs> I think it's more this is an image you guys will understand gotcha uh, because part of um, I'm here to chastise you about many things, but this one I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And part of the economic redistribution. I was going to say, yeah. Was a result of people conquering each other. Right. And, um, you know, the, the plunder literally being the crops, the mm, sheep, mm -hmm. the cattle, things like that. So it's not cart, you know, 
carting away TV sets and radios. Right. It's instead being able to feed your family better and um, perhaps get the means of production in terms of livestock to um, ensure your future better. And I suppose in context of what we're talking about, uh, part of the plunder would have been what they had lost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would it would be like a returning of goods, returning of lands, returning of crops. Uh, maybe not it, not the exact cattle that was stolen from mm-hmm. you, but the offspring of the cattle that was right. stolen from you. Um, and then um, uh, for the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. What what what's the day of Midian? What's what was what significance is that? That was back in the book of Judges. Um, where Gideon led the uh, army of Israel against the Midianites. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Is that the potsherds uh, uh, story? Is that the one where they had uh, torches in the in the in the broken pots or no? I th- I think this is more the trumpet story. The trumpet story. Yeah. Uh, where <clears throat> we don't get into the Old Testament the way we should. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying it out out loud and uh-huh. out there for uh, all the. <laughs> deciders of lectionary readings uh there's some great stories in there and we don't ever get to them well that's why you're supposed to read the bible more than just in church neener neener (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) so here's a good occasion for Mm -hmm. everyone to look up judges 7 chapter 7 and read that story yeah um which yes isaiah would expect everyone go oh yeah we know what that means right sure 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 (laughs) Um, but that, yeah, that was kind of a liberation story. Uh, Very so, much so. Uh, so. Uh, and liberation against a overwhelming oppressor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- like I said, this is this is early on. I'm trying to remember that we, as we've discussed, Isaiah is basically three authors. Is there mm-hmm. are there three separate points of the different authors, or do they kind of all go together? Well, they they they, they are very connected. And that's one reason. Why, why they all come it stays under the title together? Isaiah, yeah, yeah. Right? Why it comes under one title instead of like First Kings, Second Kings, and you, First Isaiah, Second yeah. Isaiah, Third Isaiah. This is yeah, all we kind don't, of like we don't do that, right? So, so the the point of the story here in chapter nine is still tied to the same point of the story. I think we were read uh, the third uh, author of mm-hmm. Isaiah last week. Uh, which was, again, still talking yeah. about the same thing, coming back, peace being restored, and lands being restored. Uh, so it's not a different different period of time that they're, that they're talking about. Well, it's same. a little bit different, actually. Oh, okay. And Say more. More words. I will. <laughs> um, that scholars believe that this passage originally served as an oracle for the coronation of King Hezekiah. Okay. So it, it's taking a... Um, a hymn, uh, a choir anthem, so to speak, mm-hmm. from the that service of coronation and theologizing about it. Okay. So, and it, it and the the theme of it, the core of it, is the Davidic king. Is that Hezekiah is going to be a righteous, just, and um, blessed king mm-hmm. um, because of these things. And these will be the signs that Hezekiah's reign is being blessed. Gotcha. 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 So in, in a way, this is kind of like the author uh, getting behind this political yeah. figure. And and not so much political figure, but um, well, yeah, I guess faith figure. Yeah. N- not the not not political figure in the way that we think of it th- yeah. th- today. I guess those two are 
yeah intertwined in 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 this society and and, partic- and particularly in this era of um Israel they really were religious figures right okay um as as time passed they became more separated as the temple worship became more specialized but yeah with Hezekiah it was the king was expected to be a person of deep faith and also deep knowledge of what God expected of the nation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any anything else you want to say about this, or should we move on to First Kings? Um, or First Kings, First Corinthians. <laughs> I like the mood you're in. <laughs> um, and one thing, verse uh, three in chapter nine, mm-hmm. it, the plunder verse. <laughs> yeah, but the early part of it, mm-hmm. you have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. Um, a better translation would be, you have multiplied exaltation, you have increased rejoicing. Hmm. But it's one of these things where the dynamics of translation, mm-hmm. uh, the King James, I believe it was the King James, but one of the, an earlier translation have the... Um, has the translation of you multiply the nation, but that's that's a fuzzy translation. Gotcha. You multiplied exaltation would be a better translation. Uh, so so the, the the change in meaning uh, would be instead of talking about the physical nation, mm-hmm. uh, then making a lot more direct sense for the the use of coronation of a of a king. Mm-hmm. It's more talking about remember we're like a physical embodiment of this. You know that this the the kingdom of God is what we're trying to be. It's it's more it's it's more leaning towards um, heavenly things as opposed to earthly things with that kind of a translation. Yeah, and it also fulfills better the rules of of Hebrew poetry of repeating an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have multiple you have um, multiplied exaltation. You have increased joy. That is that's Hebrew poetry because it's a repetition of idea. Gotcha. Whereas you have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. That that doesn't make sense. That's unexpected is the best way to put it. Okay. In um, Hebrew poetry, which this is, so that's an, yet another reason the exaltation is a better translation. Hmm. And at times, this verse has been misused to justify uh, Christians taking over territories um, from native peoples around the world because uh, the Christian nation is supposed to be multiplied, not the pagan nations. Hmm. So that, that's one of the reasons why that caught my eye. That's a lousy translation to begin with. That is an interesting point Yeah, uh, because, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, our uh, religion has done that mm-hmm. and in some cases continues to do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now right. we can move on. Now, First Corinthians. Uh, we're picking up where we left off uh, there in chapter 1, uh, and starting here in verse 10 all the way through 18. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters, What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? 
I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might be might not be emptied of its power. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Um, so, uh, Paul, this is this is the direct side of Paul, right? <laughs> yep. It's not so much. Uh, There's it, a wagging finger here. Yes, it, uh, it could have very easily been uh, uh, portions of this, like saying, uh, um, you know. The, no, I don't want any divisions among you, but you are united in the same uh, mind of purpose. And there's been reported to me that there are some quarrels, uh, and that's not acceptable. Like then you could have skipped like all of it. Yeah, but he he gets to he specifics. Gets, he gets into it. Like, uh, and by the way, uh, the 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 rat among you is Chloe. <laughs> Chloe's people told me. <laughs> Stand up, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and one of the interesting things with that is um, Chloe's a woman's name. Mm-hmm. Is that shows that Chloe was a leader in the church. Right. So there was woman, le- female leadership mm-hmm. um, with enough credibility that that was a, a name worth invoking to show how Paul is not lying, is not talking to some minor disgruntled person. But whoa, Chloe! Chloe's people are saying this. Yeah, pay attention, right? And I like what he says here. Uh, uh, has Christ been divided? Was Paul, was Paul crucified for? Was did I yeah. die for your sins? Uh, uh, were you baptized in my name? No, uh, you were. You were not. Um, so uh, he uh, he he definitely touches on something that makes sense during the time that this was written. Yeah. Um, the, the, and, and we talk about, uh, and, and I, I haven't read on ahead, uh, for, for those of you listening, I, 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 you might be shocked to realize I don't fully prepare for this, because <laughs> it, but I like, I like, the, uh, I, I like the, what, what we read to kind of move the conversation uh, as it hits us. But uh, it feels as though this is like leading into a third um, epiphany, which is like the 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 this is again pointing towards the the, the potential division of like yeah, but I've seen incredible things uh, occur in John the Baptist's name, and I've heard these stories about uh, uh, Paul and what he did here and 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 there, and you could kind of see where there would be uh, division of like people. Well, I, I hear these stories about Christ, but I was there when yeah. X happened. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't Jesus Christ. That was you know Paul, or yeah. that was John the Baptist, and that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and and you know I, I'm not entirely sure about this account mm-hmm. about everything else. So um, he is again pushing off. Uh, um, he, he's he's pushing off the attention uh, that he's getting in some regards. I know yeah. sometimes he keeps it on. He, he he keeps it back on himself sometimes, <laughs> but uh, uh, and he's very uh, direct in saying like, "I'm thank God I didn't baptize yeah. all that, of you," and then you sit there and look at me as your savior because that's not the point. And you're saying it with just the right tone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 
uh, which people tend not to read it that way on a Sunday in church. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. It, it does sound a little, uh, oh, are we allowed to say that? Yeah. But it, that's really what he's saying. Yeah. Um, and uh, do we know anything, by the way, about Crispus Gaius or the household of Stephanus? Any interesting uh, background information about them or... Um, let's see. Do we have accounts of him baptizing these individuals? I don't know as if we do. No. Um, just, just this throwaway line here in first yeah. Corinthians. And what's, what's one of the things I love. I shouldn't call it a throwaway line. But. No. Well, cause in fact, he's saying first, um, you know, I, I so glad I didn't baptize. Well, okay. Yeah. I baptized. I, I did. I did the two times. I did the two times. <laughs> oh, and then the uh, Yeah. <laughs> And you can in his household, there are 40 people too. So yeah. uh, there was a lot of baptizing. But other than that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and finally he says, um, I do not know whether I baptized anyone. Right, right. Let's just, and just know. in case there was yeah. anybody else out there. And you, can, I can almost picture the scribe who's writing down this letter saying, uh, Paul, right. what about the household of Stephanus? Okay, yeah, we got to put that in. <laughs> Makes me think of uh, of uh, uh, the uh, the life of Brian. Like uh, uh, okay, besides besides Crispus, Gaius, Stephanus, his wife already. <laughs> yeah. Their four children. Oh, their their grandchildren. The dog. The cat. The, 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 who have I ever yeah. baptized? <laughs> no, that that's exactly it. And so again, it's this humanization for me of Paul. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I could see myself doing the same thing of getting caught up in a rhetorical argument and someone looking at me and saying, uh, but it did. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Okay. Or like, or or even the scribe, uh, uh, and I know this wasn't really uh, done at the time, but the like chapter, or verse 16 has in, in parentheses, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe uh, I like to imagine on the original scroll, it's like a little carrot, like, oh, yeah, okay, I did. and then like written in the margins, like, right. I did, I did baptize Stephanus, I forgot about that. <laughs> See, and what I just heard more is the scribe sort of setting down the, the um, quill. Mm-hmm. And looking at Paul until Paul shuts up. Right. And, and he goes, wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Stephanus? Okay, put that. Right. Put anything about Stephanus. <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. Do it quick. <laughs> and then he fires up again. Yep, there you go. Um, but it is interesting, uh, though, th- this is also a kind of a peek and an insight into what Paul saw as his mission statement. Yeah. Um, because... Uh, he, who who did uh, here? Here's my question. Uh, John the Baptist started uh, kind of this baptism, which is why he's called John the Baptist. Uh, this baptism interest and, and, and that kind of carries through this Christ story. Uh, Paul clearly in this verse identifies that he himself is not he is not the baptizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not carrying. He's not interested in in going throughout the land and. And having those uh, those river baptisms as mm-hmm. he goes along, he's a, a proclaimer. He's a herald, yeah. Uh, and he sees his job as this. Who did pick up uh, and carry forward uh, baptism, or was that kind of like something that, as the church developed, it was continued to just be handed down congregation by congregation? And or was there were any of the disciples, apostles who, who uh, lived after the resurrection? Did they? Did they? Did any of them pick up uh, that kind of tradition? Like I, my my call is to spread the news by way of baptism, and I'm going to go out and. Hmm. Well, the come to 
Holy Family this uh, this Sunday on the 26th, and you'll hear more about this at 9 a.m. because that's what the adult forum's about. Oh, okay. Um, You're welcome. The, totally the, did it on purpose. Right. <laughs> this week and the following week. So to, to compress you know, uh, quite a lot of information, um, essentially what happened was evangelists went out like Paul to mm-hmm. proclaim the good news of God in Christ. And for the most part, the congregations that sprung up carried out the ministry of baptism. So mm-hmm. occasion, so there's, there's some um, instances of, particularly in the book of Acts, of baptisms taking place. But as we see, like in this letter from Paul, there were lots of folks doing baptisms. And so the historical theory, and this comes not just through the scriptures, but various documents, is that the local congregations were in charge of the baptisms. Okay. So that was kind of more of a, yeah, a regional uh, congregational hand down. From. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, because they were, they were supposed to take place in the context of a Christian community that would nurture that person right. in their walk with Christ. And that, that, that kind of a does um, uh, then hint at, at, and I'm sure this is, again, more to be discussed at nine, uh, but that does that does show um, a potential understanding that the baptism, uh, while a, a, an outward sign of an inward change, is uh, very deeply personal. That it does have communal aspects right. to it. That it's not necessarily intended to be. You take this upon yourself, and this is your your burden alone, and this right. is your relationship alone, and and representative of. A private one-on-one. This is this is it's it's more far more communal in nature mm-hmm. and a, and a and a in a way a kind of a request for assistance. Yeah, uh, keep me accountable. Help me when I'm down. This mm-hmm. is what I I'm I'm making an announcement as to what I intend to do. Help keep help me keep to that uh, as we move forward. Well said. Um, to to put it a little bit sacrilegiously, Christianity is a team sport. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not an individual workout. No, and and somewhere along the way, I think we've kind of a lot of people have lost sight of that. Oh yeah, and there are corners of Christianity in which it is much more individualistic, and mm-hmm. but yeah, the the Episcopal Church is part of the the older, wider tradition of it being very communal. Yeah, um, tell me a little bit more though about uh, how this ends. Uh, the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Um, he previously, prior to that does talk about, um, um, I'm not going out to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel so that the, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its power. Mm -hmm. Uh, it kind of seeming to me to be implying, like, I don't want the story to to end with crucifixion. There's more to it. This needs to, to, to be carried forward. And I'm, I want to make sure that that story continues. Um, but uh, uh, what is what is it talking about? The message about the cross is foolishness for those who are perishing. Uh, wouldn't the message be equal uh, of equal importance to uh, people perishing and being saved? Like, or or it, well, it, it, that what's be, he trying to say here? He's talking about people. The perishing are um, folks who don't believe that Christ was resurrected. Mm. That um, 
because at the time of Jesus, being crucified was the most disgraceful way to die. Mm-hmm. And it, it was very public. It was very frequent. It was very common. And one of the exceptional things about the what happened with Jesus is that usually the bodies were left on a cross to rot and were not permitted a burial. Right. So that's why we in the gospel story, someone has to go and get permission to remove the body. Hmm. Um, and so regard, almost regardless of one's religious belief, rotting on a cross was not an acceptable way of treating, of being treated after death. So it was hmm. a huge disgrace. It was brought dishonor on your family. Um, and to most, most people, cause they'd never heard of Jesus yet. Um, that's all the cross meant was disgrace. Gotcha. But Jesus trans Jesus's actions transformed the meaning. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who are used to wearing a cross around our neck, we sometimes forget um, how much it was transformed. That it used to be such a sign of disgrace and something to be avoided. So, so it, it also then sounds to me that that some of the 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 way that this verse is is worded. Uh, might be a little lost in translation in in the the, the way it's put together. So m- what it sounds like you're saying is it, it more is implying that people who find this to be foolish, it means nothing to them, uh, and they don't believe uh, will 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 perish, and that's the that's the end of it. But those of us who follow and that that uh, um, are being transformed by the power of God, it's a saving transformation. Well. That's putting a little bit of a modern interpretation on it. Okay. Um, first of all, this is an introduction to quite a long passage about worldly wisdom versus God's wisdom. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I presume we'll be talking about more next week. But it's it's important to note that it is those who are perishing rather than mm. those who will perish. Gotcha. So they are walking lives of death now. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Because one of the interesting things with Paul is he never mentions eternal punishment, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he sure doesn't mention hell. It's instead what is happening in your life right now mm. is, is what's important. And the great gift that Christ has for us is transforming how we live today and for the rest of our earthly lives. Does that imply a bit of cynicism on Paul's part of like, look, these people, there are people out here who can't be helped. Oh, no, no. Part of the task, then, is to talk to these people who are perishing. Gotcha. It's not not their fate. It's just how they're choosing to be right now. Got it. Got it, got it. Okay. Uh, Well, let's let's finish out, round out Uh here with Matthew. Uh, This one's a nice long one. Um, (laughs) uh, Chapter 4, verses 12 through 23. Now, when Jesus heard that John, John the Baptist, had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his way to Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, ding, uh, so, that when, uh, so, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled, land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region and shadow of, de- uh, of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, 
casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As they went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in, the in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. Um, so, obvious tie to Isaiah. In fact, it, right. it, it, does, it does quotes. Uh, yeah. it's, it, the, the translation is not exact in the quotation mm -hmm. uh, as, as the translation for the Old Testament. But uh, um, I have a feeling... Uh, the 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 writing it, it, at this period of time is not like it's indexed and uh, appendicized the way that we would do like a a, a, a term right. paper for like if you get the gist of the original you're doing great you're, that's a quotation <laughs> well, you know uh, you're allowed to you're allowed to put it in quotes and the other dynamic that I believe we've already talked about in these podcasts is that Matthew is quoting from a, a Greek. Hebrew scripture, <laughs> right? A great translation from the Hebrew, uh -huh. and we are gifted um, in our English translation of the New Revised Standard Version to be going right from the Hebrew, right? So, um, so there would be a difference. So there would be a difference. Uh -huh. So Matthew would be having a Greek translation that was perhaps even um, had some Aramaic usage tossed into the memorization. Yeah, so he's doing great. Yes, <laughs> and I think I think uh, the other thing, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is uh, punctuation has been added. Right. So quotation marks uh, would have been inserted by us. <laughs> right. Not so right. much like, oh no, he put in quotes. It was like, right. no, 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 as it says in Isaiah. So again, like mm -hmm. if you get the gist uh, uh, in your in your reference, it's a it's a, it's an accurate it enough record. Yeah. yeah, it counts. Close enough. <laughs> right. Um, so. Uh, is the third epiphany here the epiphany that the uh, wording in Isaiah applies to Jesus or the recognition by uh, um, the fishermen and following him the, the, the epiphany? Or yes. Both. Yeah. Okay. And so, it, and again, it's bringing these two ends together. And it's a it's an account of social recognition that, oh yeah, this is I'm going to follow. This is the one that was talked mm -hmm. about. I I believe, and I'm going to leave and, uh, in one case, leave my father to clean up all the mess yeah. in the boat. Uh, I would love I would love for that account to continue. Like, where are you boys going? <laughs> like a little insert, like a letter yeah. by by Zebedee, like, and then they just left. <laughs> They left, Martha. Can you believe our sons left me in the boat? And like we had only mended like a third of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the <laughs> get my brain back now. The, Sorry. The Isaiah quote is Matthew's editorializing about mm -hmm. what is the meaning of the call of the apostles. Okay. Uh, but yeah, just as you were saying, why did they do it? So just to be clear, it's not the apostles saying, "Hey, there's." The guy that Isaiah is fulfilling. No, um, I mean it's fulfilling Isaiah, but instead it's Matthew explaining why is Jesus at this time in this place, right? Galilee. Uh, 
and therefore in the in the right place to start calling these particular people as his apostles. Right. And I, and I think it's fair also to say, uh, as with a, a, a kind of a tradition for uh, uh, prophecies, people don't do things, uh, generally speaking, people don't do things so that prophecies might be fulfilled. It's they do things, and that is what causes prophecies to be fulfilled. They're not necessarily sitting there thinking like, oh, yeah, this is the one who Isaiah talked about. Let's go follow him and make that prophecy true. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the charlatans who work from <laughs> right. that Exactly. From That's that direction. Generally speaking, the, the, yeah, the bad guy yeah. in the movie is doing is trying right. to do that. I'm going to do this to bring about the end of the, you know, yeah, the prophecy. Yeah, I thought like, of that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. This guy needs to go. <laughs> bad things we all will agree, happen. We all agree. The zealot is, <laughs> the, the crazy zealot is it, trying to bring about uh, the f fulfilling of a prophecy that's usually a bad sign. Right. <laughs> um, I have, okay, now I'm going to see those movies in a whole different way. Right? Whenever it is I see them. Right. <laughs> Probably tomorrow. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> any any sort of science fiction or or, yeah. or anything like that, it's, it's almost always something like that. Um, so... I think it also would behoove us to spend a little bit of time on verse 17 really quick uh, because this sounds, th th this echoes things that we hear today. Repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. The kingdom of heaven is nigh. Uh, this is, this is the, the um, person shouting on the street corner about, mm, uh, mm. about uh, um, the end the of the end world. Of the world. Yeah. Um, so to to put some distance between Jesus <laughs> and that person, uh, um, what is Jesus talking about uh, as opposed to how we have internalized yeah. it and and morphed it uh, through through time? Again, something that I believe we've talked about relatively recently mm -hmm. is well, yeah, in the in the definition in the stump the priest one or two weeks ago uh, was the holy name of God, right? And that is not it is not to be said. Mm -hmm. This is when, in Matthew, the kingdom of God, the the kingdom of heaven, is used. That's almost always, if not always, simply referring to God mm -hmm. and avoiding using the sacred name. Gotcha. So it's not about <clears throat> suddenly heaven opening up in a different way. It's instead, um, God is here, guys. Right. And and saying it in a way that a devout Jew would say it. Mm -hmm. This is this is uh, the, the 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 prophecy is being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. This is you know the the time that our ancestors had spoken of is is now, and 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 it's again it's not uh, it's not so much that uh, repent uh, and save your soul. No, it's now we get to work. Yeah, now that that all this time that we spent talking about. Uh, um, you know, God's plan coming into play and peace being restored and returned and and working and doing like kind of shifting our focus towards godly work and leaving behind uh, the, the 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 worries of the the the, the regular world. We're, we're we're here now. That this is this is where now we need to begin to do that work and, and yeah. to kind of read. No, okay. I, I think you're putting too much on it, making it too highfalutin. Okay, where it's really 
again, and, and we have, of course, the benefit reading the gospel of knowing who Jesus really is. Right. But Matthew knows we know who Jesus really right. is. So did Matthew. Yeah. 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 So, so we're in the same boat there. Um, so what, what Jesus is saying is you have this chance to live a new way because you have encountered me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's it. Um, and the rest of it might, of what you said, may help inform someone as they continue their walk with Christ after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. But at this point, Jesus is much more basic of uh, take care of the orphans, take care of the widows, take mm-hmm. care of the poor. Um, and that's it. I mean, it, it's not highfalutin at all. Gotcha. It's this, a, this time for real now. <laughs> yeah, live a better life as every prophet has ever told you. Right, right, right. Uh, but he's not even saying that part. Gotcha. At this moment, he will later. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, it's just God's walking among you. That should change you. Yeah. Okay. It would. Yeah. That would. That would. That's a comment that would make sense. Yeah. Um, and he can't say God, so instead he says the kingdom of heaven. Gotcha. Um, and then he went throughout Galilee, teaching and proclaiming the good news. Curing every disease and every sickness among the people. Um, every? That's how Matthew wants that's to describe the, that's it. That's the way Matthew saw it? <laughs> yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. And in, I think it's in Mark, but one of the other Gospels, um, there's a discussion of those that Jesus can't cannot cure. Mm-hmm. So it's not a universal description or belief. Uh, even in the earliest, among the earliest Christians, that Jesus was able to cure everyone. Gotcha. But Matthew's, in this moment, Matthew is saying he's curing everyone. And that, that would be the easier way to do it if I were an author, instead <laughs> yeah. of getting into the, uh, wait, wait, wait uh, Matthew, uh, why didn't he cure everyone? Why just yeah. this one person? Why not the other, you know, yeah. other people that he, he, you know, obviously there are others who are in need and mm-hmm. who, have diseases, why didn't he seek them out and, and yeah. help them? Why just these handful of uh, encounters that you... Yeah. And in, uh, no, 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 he cured everyone. He cured everyone. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> and in direct contrast, if you read the Gospel of John, I, th- I, I may be exaggerating, but I think you can count on one hand the number of people that he cured. That John mm-hmm. really, really goes away from physical curing. Mm. Uh, and again... Gospel of John, probably last one written down. The the time of miraculous cures was passing, and John's gospel reflects that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Very good. Well, um, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, so this has been your podcast for January 26, 2020. So weird to say that. I keep wanting... 2019 yeah. is like on the cusp of, of my of, of leaving <laughs> my frontal list. frontal lobe. Exactly. And uh, I almost say it every time. Uh, but... Uh, Feel free, like you, said, like you pointed out, uh, our services are at 8 and 10. Uh, but uh, to hear a little bit more about what we discussed today, yeah. uh, come to 9. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the title of it? Do, do we have a title for the series? Something uh, catchy? Something snazzy? There was, and I'm forgetting it, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's a Episcopal Church and ba- Holy Baptism So is, the, is really what we're talking about. Very good, very good. So, yeah. So feel free to join us for that. Unfortunately, uh, that's a portion of the program that we don't record. Right. Um, Which uh, encourages a lot of good open conversation. Yeah, yeah, and with good reason. Uh, also, uh, I, I can't spend 
every waking moment behind recording the microphone. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is why you don't have enough Instagram followers. Exactly, exactly. And I'm okay with that. Uh, so, but uh, we'd love to see you in person. But uh, uh, if, if by chance you're not able to join, we'll certainly have the, uh, the, the sermon up Mm-hmm. Uh, on the, uh, the the podcast channel and uh, a, a visual representation of that, uh, along with audio mm-hmm. on our on our uh, YouTube channel HFEC videos and also on our website. And feel free to email any questions or comments you have. Oh yeah, I haven't plugged that in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what is that? Shortcut at hfec.org. If you yeah. have any questions, uh, you'd like have uh, to to have something. Uh, Read on air, something uh, insulting towards me or, <laughs> or praiseworthy towards Bruce, uh, we would welcome that. I was thinking more of hey, if you want to add something to the stump the priest part. Oh, that's a good yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. I, that that would be that would be a lot of fun. So yeah. feel free to send in your questions or your stumpings. Yeah, um, and uh, we'd we'd be happy to read those on uh, the air there. So until then, though, uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you next time. And until then, I'm Ben and I'm Bruce, and we will speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.